everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. For my greeting today, I will be quoting three lines from Rachel Taylor in the seminal classic, Charlie's Angels, the 2011 <laughs> ABC series. Number one, sometimes the Big Apple can turn rotten on you overnight. Number two, last time she broke a big story, she broke you along with it. And number three... Eh, shoes are like sushi. They don't travel well. Thank you. Hey, Latoya. And we are joined by returning guest Michael Swan and new guest Kyle Grimes. Hey, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I don't have anything hey. that elaborate, but... Um, no, uh, no. Who could? Who yes. could? <laughs> but uh, we watched the also seminal classic, I believe, uh, 666 Park Avenue, season one. Compared to Charlie's Angels, this is not a seminal classic. I'm sorry. I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> season one, episode nine, Hypnos. Uh, it's another spooky Halloween episode. Go to hell. <laughs> I will. Let's just think the ground floor. <laughs> oh. So, if you've never seen this episode, it's basically, I guess it's supposed to be Terry O'Quinn is the devil and lives at some place in the east side? Uh, question mark? <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not familiar with this show. Latoya, you are definitely familiar with the show. I don't know, Michael and Kyle, are I, you new to so it as well? I watched some of it. I thought I got farther than I did. However, I definitely <laughs> did not watch this episode because I would have remembered it for sure. <laughs> exactly. So I must have dropped off like a few before this. Okay, and Kyle, you I, the way Michael described it, this is your first time uh, sitting down to see this monstrosity as well. <laughs> y- yes, this was a, an introduction into uh, that show. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Lost fan, but uh, somehow that, that love didn't spread to any of their awful series afterwards. Yes, and there <laughs> were quite a few. And of course, LaToya, you will be spearheading the, uh, you know, us all finding this repulsive and you just finding it amazing. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> because... This is one of those shows where I think a lot of people heard it, and the whole concept itself is so grandiose. It's a great it's kind idea. Of... Like, yeah, this collection yeah. of, like, supernatural beings, like, in this building, that could run for eons. It could be great, but... Agreed. But it, I think it could be, like, an anthology be... series. It could be, like, American Horror Story Hotel, even though it hasn't aired yet. itself or something like that. Like, I agree. It totally could have... It should have run that way. Instead, they made it this, like, weird, campy nonsense, and... I enjoy that. I enjoy it's not campy nonsense. enough, honestly. No, no. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like the, the all the bad wrong. parts. Yeah, all the bad parts of campiness where it's not well written. I couldn't... Most of my notes are, this is such poor writing, that if it were at least decent, like, funny writing, you could excuse all this chaos and stupidity, but it's just terrible. And just, it's so ripe for it, and it doesn't do it. You just reviewed Scream Queens. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> pretty much. But, uh, so this, this is, uh, it's the Terry O'Quinn coming back to ABC, it's blah, this, blah, blah. It's this whole, like, collection of ABC actors, actually. It's Dave Annabelle, oh, yeah. Brothers and Sisters, Terry O'Quinn, mm-hmm. Fresh Off Lost, Vanessa Williams, Fresh Off Ugly Betty, and then Rachel Taylor, I think, had just done, like, a stint on Grey's Anatomy. That was Charlie's Angels. It was this pre- That was, it was- Was this pre-Charlie's Angels is, or post-Charlie's Angels? This is post-Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. Charlie's Angels than this immediately. Post-Charlie's Angels in the world. This is why <laughs> Nate and I were so upset that she never quipped on this show, because she was quipping up in storm on <laughs> Charlie's I Angels. I thought Robert Buckley would also fall into the pattern, but- This was him off of One Tree Hill. on NBC's Lipstick Jungle, not oh. ABC's Cashmere Mafia, mm. so- Oh, oh yes, God. he was. <laughs> I was him getting out of hell itself in One Tree Hill. So. Oh my god! One of these days we should definitely do a Lipstick Jungle. Uh, oh my god! Mafia. Double which show is yes. this? 
Boom. But, like, we should just talk about the episode and be like, decide which one we were talking about, because you literally <laughs> won't know, unless we bring up Lindsay Price, which, who wants to? Uh, so anyway, so, this wow. is, uh, Thank you. this is so much plot, we're gonna have to jump right in, but essentially it's just well, the devil- we'll start with previously on 666 Park Avenue. Oh, my, my, my notes are previously is, something was closed, question mark? <laughs> I and that's the kind of notes you're to your notes would be amazing. My notes are, I literally said to you guys in a tweet earlier, my, one of my notes is just, what am I witnessing? Like, what am I going to see take place right now? Because there's not a point in this episode where anything follows any kind of logic. The, the closest you get is when she gets in an elevator, she kind of goes up and down, but even then, it's all kind of a hit or miss. So, everything else is just kind of like, nobody's nobody's doing the right thing, everything's like a twist and a turn, and I love a, a good, like, pulpy, nonsense, twisty kind of, you know, I mean, this is so clearly a huge ripoff of Rosemary's Baby, it's ridiculous. So, I'm all for that kind of, like, the people upstairs are demons, that kind of stuff. That's hilarious. But they just, it's just so, they're so eager to pull the rug out from under you, they don't let you actually walk on it first. So, it's like... And if they let you walk on it, they make sure you're barefoot. Because Rachel <laughs> Taylor was barefoot walking around that apartment complex all the time. She, I was about to say, she it does that crazy. a lot, right? She just kind of wakes up. Yeah! <laughs> you mean when she's like, going down those stairs, when she's going down those stairs, she's not wearing shoes. So she's like, when she ends up in Times Square, she is shoeless in Times oh goddamn God, Square. That, the previously on, that green screen was rapid. That green screen! The green screen And they aired back to back with Revenge, by the way. <laughs> So, and Revenge, a good green screen. A good example of a show that's pulpy and ridiculous and actually follows through on the camp, I think. At least, definitely mm-hmm. to a further degree than this ever did. Where, at least on that show, when people are acting ridiculous and the plots are all twisty, it's kind of funny and the writing's quippy and funny. And people will tell them they're acting ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. And they'll call them out on their crazy behavior, like nobody does in this episode. Like, the Vanessa Williams bits, when we get to that, I <laughs> oh, was livid. I... I was livid for every reason under the sun. Vanessa Williams is an icon. I'm just going to get that out of the way now. Because I'm <laughs> yes, we all agree there. More times. But she's <laughs> awful here. She is awful here. She never won so an bad. Emmy for Ugly Betty. Um, oh, yeah, she definitely. Should've. She should have. And She and Becky Newton both deserved Emmy oh. for that damn show. Oh, yes. Most of the people on that show deserved an Emmy, to be honest. She, in yeah. this episode, Michael, it did not. Oh. I could talk about Ugly Betty. Put me on an Ugly Betty mm. episode, please. I wrote two college <laughs> papers about uh, Ugly Betty. I don't Betty. know if we'll ever do that, because Ugly Betty's flawless, and there's not really a bad episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I don't okay. for Ugly Lindsay Betty Lohan arc. Oh. I mean, I, I love Ugly Betty as much as the fir- like, like anyone. Like, those first two seasons are perfect, but, like, it, it gets terrible. Um, um, not that bad, though. Not this bad. This is not an Ugly Betty podcast. I will not get no. into that argument. No. Are you sure? Uh, we actually have something to tell you. Oh, this is our, this oh, is our Ugly man. Betty podcast. <laughs> I'm excited. I, got, I was not prepared. I got roped oh. in the wrong episode. Oh, Ugly Betty. Well, so, okay. So this episode, first of all, in the previously, there's a point where they're, like, showing her in Times Square, like, the camera's 360 around because that's all they can afford green screen. and it is so bad and it's also on top of that it's like her head is right next to a best buy sign and nice. i found that hilarious <laughs> like it's such a stupid thing but when you're gonna block a shot supposed to be that scary don't linger on a best buy sign two feet from her ear yeah. for the entire shot like it felt so stupid I mean, like it looked so fake their return policy is pretty scary so like... <laughs> oh god Oh man! A lot of so things she... happen in Best Buy parking yeah. lots. <laughs> That's true. Oh, <laughs> that was very, very dark. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so uh, so that they 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 start out with a demon head coming out of the basement or something. 
It's all what? so dark and hard to see. I don't I didn't, understand. I don't remember seeing a demon head. She doesn't going down the stairs, yeah. and it's like, what? Oh, yeah. No. More has face blindness and also demon head blindness. Oh. So. Sorry, guys. It's a condition. Sometimes it's just up to us to wow. explain to her what she is seeing. It must be really so hard yeah, she watching. was just going down the stairs shoeless. Well, it's and so, then all of a sudden it's also closed up. A commentary. I don't know if it's partly on the on the YouTube video that I watched, but it's a very dark show, so it's hard to see a lot of stuff. And Rachel Taylor, her her face sculpting, whoever did that. She's got very dark eyebrows in this, so she sometimes looks like she has a unibrow, depending on the lighting. <laughs> it was very upsetting, and I was like, "This is sad," because she's a very good-looking woman. And I did not get that lighting in the episode, in the my, like oh, I had. Oh so. man, it was bad. But anyway, it so, might be a YouTube thing. Yeah. It might be a YouTube thing. It's on uh, Netflix, but so, girl. This yeah. is now officially in my recently uh, yeah. watched. Thanks. Oh, oh god, no. I'm, I'm glad I avoided that horror. Is Charlie's Angels 2011 in the, on Netflix? Oh, I, don't, I hope not. I hope not because I don't want to watch that whole thing. <laughs> you watch that. Watch but, uh, it now. So anyway, so it starts off with... The previously also has Tessa Thompson, who yes. is totally not someone's daughter. Yes. Totally not someone's daughter. Yes. And, uh, well, <laughs> I thought you were making a Veronica Mars reference. Uh, so anyway, so the, uh, Whoopi begins the yeah, episode. The, the little like, girl in the complex sends Jane over to Whoopi. And I think it's supposed to be, like, stunt casting, because it's like, it's Whoopi oh, Goldberg. Totally like, has- At the time, it was like, Whoa, they got but, Whoopi Not that the show wasn't already cancelled by that point. Yeah. But also, like, is is Whoopi Goldberg really stunt casting, I um, guess? Yes, she's an ego. I mean, if, if Whoopi's gonna act act in something. Yeah. Speaking of Tessa Thompson, doing? I just went to Twitter. I just went to Twitter. Literally the first thing on my timeline is actress Tessa Thompson turns thirty two today. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that for a second. I mean, but okay. <laughs> I mean back in the nineties. She's immortal, we know this. Back in the nineties, Whoopi was a big pull. Because, like, she had a lot, a really big following with uh, Star Trek Next Generation. And she's great. She's great in Ghost. She's great in Sister Acts. Like, I think she's she's not great great here. No. But it's, I don't, I wouldn't consider her stunt casting. The way that they push the camera over to her, like, dun, dun, dun. I'm like, really? Okay. I mean, I know she's in it, but, like, the way they they set it up, she could have done a lot more if she wasn't treated as such, like, a massive, high caliber actress. Like, it was just, it kind of pulled away from her performance, I think. She certainly uh, was more of a pull in 2000, whatever the hell this aired, than now. 12. For sure. If it was 2012, it was... (laughs) She must have been on The View by now, right? She was on The View. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't don't consider that to be really, like, stunt-casty, but I guess it could be to some people, but... I don't know. Anyway, so when she she shows up, the camera like lingers. Like, can you believe it? It's Whoopi Goldberg. And, and then uh, they just. I think it's. I think part of it why it's such like stunt casting is because it's very much in like the vein of Ghost. Her role in that, like, mm-hmm. there are some similarities without any of the fun. Yeah, <laughs> or the Swayze. Oh, rip. But it's more like, can you remember when she used to be in sci-fi slash fantasy? Like, explanation point? Or horror? Or whatever you want to call them? Like, it was sort of like, look, it's her return to form, but like, give her better role. Give her something. Give her And anything. don't give her lines like, I don't like to leave my apartment. I'm much safer in here. 26 <laughs> years. She says she hasn't left her apartment in 26 years. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Which I, I feel bad, but it's like... I'm not supposed to be like motivated by a character that can't get out of their apartment when they're not actually like interesting about I it. I like to think this is all like a great like I know why the caged bird sings reference because <laughs> she's got the birds. She turns into birds. She's there's a bird Racism. in a cage in her apartment. She's caged within the apartment. Yeah, there's Ooh. definitely something there where it's like Spoiler. there's something to do with birds. her being the bird. 
Spoiler for the birds, yes. Uh, but so, it's sort of like she's she's this person who chose to do this. And I thought they were going to reveal other things about her, but they never do. And I, I don't know if they ever revisit this character. Nope, like they, she turned into birds. She's done. But, like, there's all these, like, like references to, like, how, like, all the stuff she's done in the past. But you never get any of well, it. Well, they like, couldn't even do the that line... with a lot of the, like, bit characters that are featured in each episode. But because why? They all, they all live in the apartment, and they want to give them, like, history... Um, but you know what would be interesting is if we actually saw the history or talked about it for five minutes. Like, we have nothing on this woman besides I've lived I'm in my sorry. apartment for 26 years. I need Richard years. to walk around without shoes. That's <laughs> more important. And I, need to, I really need to know what Dave Annabelle is going to do with his political career. Oh, my God. I was dying for the applause. <laughs> God damn it. I, it. It was so telling when the episode is so bad, when the Vernon Vest Williams stuff is terrible, the Terry O'Quinn stuff is terrible, and the Whoopi Goldberg stuff is terrible, but I was dying to get back to those plots every time they cut the Henry. Oh my god, what a boring plot line. But, uh, so anyway, so they, they decide to introduce Whoopi as just this, this mystical person, give her no information besides, I have a PhD in, well, in clinical well, hey, psychology, and I've been here for 20 years. They give years. information, because I know this because I wrote down, like, almost every, like, in, just everything she said, because, you know, she likes baseball, whereas Jane she likes basketball. That, I didn't that was important that. to know. She loves baseball. Jane's a basketball it. person because she's from Indiana. I'm glad I learned that. Uh, but like, this is a point so where just, it's like so don't tell. Like, <laughs> flashback. They're flashing back all the time to all these other things. Flashback to her actually doing the magic. She like clearly has. She's a book of spells like on the wall. Do I don't shrink heads anymore. I open minds. What is okay? That was a line. That was a line, though, right? The joke was that she's a head shrinker, as in, like, a psych- she's a clinical psychologist, formally. Yeah. But it also is that she shrunk opened minds. heads, right? Like, literally shrunk heads. Like She opens minds with chamomile tea. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Am I gonna yeah. get stoned? So, like, oh my god! god! It's fucking chamomile tea! What are you talking oh, about? Like, so like what is she freaking... She said it. Oh, whoa, whoa, we're jumping way far ahead. So I, I wish you would give her chai tea. Am I gonna get stoked? God, I'm so mad about this episode. <laughs> All right, so white blonde bitch thing to do. Get handed camel. Oh, white blonde bitch from Indiana. Get me stoned. <laughs> it was like more like blonde bondage, but yes. Uh, so anyway, so they 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 cut back to uh, you know it was Whoopi like introducing herself like isn't this great like I'm gonna help you with all these memories that you've got buried deep inside because apparently last week. Rachel Taylor took a stroll to the basement, like, had a terrible experience, ended up... In and she went down the stairs and ended up in Times Square with no shoes. And she can't figure out how. I'm like, well, were you sipping chamomile tea then? Like, it's like, there's so many questions. They don't discuss, they don't discover right, any of this. It's not going- about where she went. It's about when. Oh, fuck this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't just, even they know. They took the, took the cutting room floor of all the bad lines they cut out and lost, and they're like, okay, oh, shit, we still have those, like, really bad time travel lines. Uh, I guess we'll use them. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We wrote them. Someone's gotta use them. Alright, so, the, the, there's a point where it's like, uh, the, the, the credits start rolling right after this whole little interchange. Where yeah, it is and so she, clearly she sent her away to come see her tomorrow the credits, morning. I have th- the credits are just like an X Files goosebumps ripoff to the extreme. Like it was so <laughs> ridiculous. Like the the sound is right there, and it's a little bit uh, like I said before, a little bit Polanski. It's just so dumb. Like why would you be that <laughs> obvious? Oh, maybe mad. Anyway, so like oh, so when it to the credits, I was like, oh fuck this. Like I was already mad, but that was made to me. Uh, and from that point forward, I was just oh, it did. Livid. So did it make you? 
angrier when you saw names like Raul Esparza in the credits or Teddy Sears where you're like what is happening what was Teddy Sears doing on this the best part of the goddamn episode was when Teddy Sears was in that wife beater like yes in that wife beater sweaty (laughs) wielding a sledgehammer it made up for the lack (laughs) of Robert Buckley in this episode it really did a little bit let's not go that far but it made up for something (laughs) I don't know girl I could have watched him swinging that sledgehammer for a while oh good lord uh, so okay, like, so we. Oh, sorry, I have to interject. So you have to decide a man. Do you choose Robert Buckley or do you choose Teddy Sears? Go, Robert Buckley. Ah, um, I want. I want to say Buckley, but I feel like Sears probably has more substance to him. I agree. So if we're talking for like a hot fuck, um, <laughs> Buckley, but also I, Sears would probably be better in bed. Obviously, we we are talking about hot fucks, Michael. Obviously. <laughs> you know what? Can I just take well, Kyle? Who's your hot fuck? Um, I don't know. Teddy seems like he was putting in some work. Like, he, uh, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Like that that brick wall looked pretty sturdy, but uh, he knew how to handle the hammer. And none of us are choosing Dave Annable, right? No, no. well, he's not even on well, the table. Speaking of boring and bad in bed. <laughs> oh God, it's awful. Good lord. And oh my god. And well, after this too, we also get all of the Henry stuff, which is oh my god. I don't even know where. Like, I don't think I took any notes on Henry because I was just like, okay. So forget. You didn't take notes about how he's so incompetent he can't even make toast. He burns the breakfast uh, and literally set, almost sets up a fire alarm. Like, how do you do that? Like, how could you burn something that bad? Way, way to make how- the straight, the straight cis white guy look like a fucking prick. Like. Yeah, from the get go. I mean, you got you got Terry O'Quinn who's like not doing him any favors either. So you got one other person. You got at least. Oh, it made me so mad. And so Henry will also. Oh, do you actually angry. want to be angrier? That's gonna be my question for the episode. I don't the know previous, if I can get angrier, Latoya. But the we're previous the episode was titled show. "Whatever Happened to Baby Jane?" Uh, that's yes. true. <laughs> like that's that's just. It's uh, like offensive. Yeah. It is offensive. It really is. It, it, it they were just ripping off old movies and stuff. It, it just doesn't even. It's not subtle about It'd be it. One thing if they were paying subtle. homage, if it, but like. Yeah, it, it it's just because her name's Jane, basically. Here. That's it. No, and it's not even that it's, it's the homage thing. It's like if you're gonna rip off stuff, do it all the day, all day long. Fine, but at least do it well. Like don't don't be don't be pulling these. Do these it plots, more in like, like a sense of like honoring those films rather than just like cheaply. If they had done just a shot for shot remake of Rosemary's Baby in this episode, it would have still ended <laughs> up better than what they tried to do. Like just just do it that way. If you're gonna be that bra- like brazen about it, just do it well. But um, this are is- you positive? Because there'd still be Dave Annable in the show, so right. well we can all dream. Uh, so Henry, <laughs> so Henry won't leave her alone. Like she's obviously had a traumatic experience. So he, she's guess, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. He's yeah, trying to like follow her around. Like, oh my god, what are you doing? And like, oh, I'm doing laundry. And he's like, gasp, you can't do laundry. And it's just, like you immediately hate this guy, even though I guess he's trying to be nice to her. And uh, that's when I found out his name's Gavin, but I, I just refer to him as Terry Quinn for all my notes because I'm not going to bother with first names on this show. He's not Satan. You don't, not you Satan. don't refer to him as Satan. And uh, he shows up explaining that, hey, by the way, I've got a uh, council An opportunity open, for you. Which is like, in what world does that present itself? Like, would you like to be a councilman? Yes. Okay, you'll be a councilman. Like that—that that can't be how that works, is it? I don't. I'm know. pretty sure. It is when you're the devil and you're, you know, having transgressions exposed. Okay, I was like, I'm not a straight white guy. I don't know if this is how that. No, works. no, that yeah, I've been approached three times. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> just okay. walking down the street. Yeah, Here, like, hey, here's a press kit. Yeah. What? 
is that do all straight women have press kits ready in case they become councilmen? In because my, in, in my personal experience, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so so he pulls his press kit out and then Tara Quinn says, the <laughs> line, Look at my press kit! Oh What's no, up, Jimmy Olsen. The line the line when he said when he responds that with is this from your mysterious PR person? I was just... I checked out of the show so Does early. Does he say but... PR agent? Because I think he said PR agent. And I was like, what? what, what Either way, he when that? he says something like, your mysterious PR agent, like, this show is just not... They don't care at all, do they? Because, I mean, that's just the most least subtle, like, most ridiculous way of phrasing something. Like, who refers to something as your mysterious PR agent? Like, clearly there was something there, I guess. Like, are they going to refer to that again? I don't know. And they just went away with it. And, uh, <laughs> while I was reeling from that terrible line, they cut to the worst plot of the episode, in my opinion, even though the other stuff's pretty bad. The Vanessa Williams, I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I didn't watch well, the other episode. first of all, what is that horrendous frock she's wearing? Oh my god, it everything about magic. it. This is after, like, she had a gas braid in her face, and she made the, the best face ever, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna link to you guys, too. Oh god. She did have great earrings, though. I loved her earrings. Now, now, uh, her little buddy there is not a cop? Or is he a He's cop? He's a poor man! Okay. Well, <laughs> you seem like I've seen another episode of this goddamn show, Toya. He wasn't at the door this whole episode. I'm not saying, like, I'm mad at you for getting it wrong. Like, it's ridiculous. He's the fucking doorman, and they're like... He's not very good at his job. He wasn't at the door the entire episode. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> I don't understand. And she's fo- he's following her around. He-, he always plays a cop, so I just assumed he was a cop. But I figured he was at least something involved with the hotel as well, like security. Which I guess is not wrong. Uh, so they they show up like they have kidnapped someone. Uh, I don't know who this person is. I don't know why I'm supposed to care. I don't care. I don't know why, and I never bothered to, to try because it is from. I believe he's the one who sprayed the gas in her face. And they claim that they're gonna kill him if uh, he doesn't tell them where her daughter is. Now yes. it seems like a real bad plan because he doesn't seem cooperative at all. But he does know that. So basically, from what I gathered, it's it's confusing because it starts off like, "Where is she? Where is she?" And then you find out like, "Blah blah." blah. She apparently faked her own death by pretending to commit suicide. But I didn't you know, know as you do as the other episodes probably went into. That's a much more motivating factor when you give a shit about her. And it's not to say that Vanessa Williams can't play this kind of role. She had a very similar role in Ugly Betty at one point. Like they, she's very good really, with bad daughters. They really just didn't do Vanessa Williams justice in this role. They can never quite like decide how involved she was or how yeah. evil she was. It was if like, she's like fully like team devil or like just yeah, why not wife have her like guy? fully be on board devil. or at least please let her be the queen of the underworld please like, seriously oh that's why I was so excited for the show because I was like holy shit like like and it doesn't help Carrie that Quinn and like, Vanessa Williams are playing Mr. and Mrs. Satan like yes yeah please, exactly yeah but she never quite like fully commits to it yeah and they're never on site they're always out in this like warehouse that someone's 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 friend owns a building oh, no, it, it belongs to her husband oh, yeah Lord. they show which is a really dumb if you're trying to hide Hi, it's from your the husband place they look I, I didn't even think that because well, doesn't so stupid, he have a but... lot of real estate like can he keep track of all of his buildings really but he's he, he's able to quickly like track her down with like with that rushing ghost. Someone could pull up Trend and find out where he is in three minutes. That's stupid. If it's a list of things that he owns, that's going to be on there. And they could all, oh. New York, it's only going to take a couple minutes to go around town. But yikes. So they... I they, love that you just ignore me saying rushing ghost, by the way, Mora. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's kind to, of, like, par for the fucking that's, course. That's who the sniper is. That's who he sent to go, like, kill Shaw. Oh, he, like, he was a ghost? 
How could I have known he was a ghost? Oh my god, I remember see-through? that. That was fucking crazy. <laughs> you remember that? Like the arc with Aubrey Dollar, and yes. then she like gets killed by this Russian ghost. This episode sucks. So <laughs> and, like everything she writes like comes true or whatever. Yeah. This show's terrible. Uh, so they. I'm just. I'm gonna keep saying that because it's just true. Um. So honestly, that was the best the show ever was. That that arc. So the, and that was like early on too. So they blew their load. Oh good lord. Uh. So they they blew their ghost load. Um. So they are oh. off site the whole time, and they just don't. They don't care for a second about what's going on in the main story because why would they? They're all meanwhile a lot, and it's so hard, tea. It's so hard to give a shit about because it's just so irrelevant to the rest of the episode why bother caring the only part that kind of matters is gavin like takes a phone call and then gets mad that vanessa williams doesn't answer his call but like they they deal with that as well like with a little one-off comment and they never revisit it so why yeah, should we apparently caring? knows that withdrawn. like this is where to find them who like, cares what? let her deal with it and then yeah, her this, this is this this too, the first time right? seeing the show um did you enjoy I had, it i had no idea what was going on at all during any of the Vanessa William interrogation scenes whatsoever. Uh, because I just, I just, I just tuned out and hoped she, like, yelled and threw shit. And she, she did. did. She so, did. Uh, yeah, yeah. And even she threw that wrench. So, I mean, that, so that, that paid off for me. I didn't really care anything that was going on otherwise contextually, but I'm glad she yelled and threw shit. That's that is the best <laughs> Vanessa Williams of the episodes when she's throwing shit because at least uh-huh. then you feel like okay she could really take him in a fight or something. <laughs> Up until that point, she's just kind of barking orders at Paladino and he's just kind of like they're good people. I'm friends with them. Oh, that's why I work for them. And the Shaw guy's trying to like you know split them in half and then you know conquer. But so in the meantime, while all that chaos is happening, we get the hilariously relevant chamomile tea scene, which at one point- <laughs> It's not gonna get me stoned, is it? Whatever, Whoopi Goldberg walks yeah. in the room with a, a cup of tea and says, here's some chamomile with a little magic herb. And then literally, Rachel Taylor says back to her, it's not gonna get me stoned, is it? Like, like so delicate, like, oh no, that'd be terrible. Like, bitch, you just had a dissociative episode. Get stoned for a minute. I cannot handle it. Whoopi Goldberg, how dare I you? I know. Like, why would she act so impulsed by it? And you're in this dark, evil building. Like, just just lean into it a little bit. I don't know. But so the dark presence is haunting the building. Oh my god! That's... I said no shit, Whoopi. No shit. There's a dark <laughs> presence haunting. I know. She says that. Like, <laughs> I carved. I carved something into my oh, wall. Fuck. Maybe there's something evil here. I don't know. Like, good lord. And she's like, uh, gotta stay here for 26 years, you know? Like, if there's something haunting this building, no better place than in the building. But I guess she's, and like, the- trapped? Uh, it's never been explained I, because we don't even find out. that she's trapped. It's like if she leaves, then I guess he's you gonna kill her. Of, pretty you much. You can kind of make inferences. I mean, based on previous episodes and like context, you can kind of get that like these people are all limited or or like restricted in certain ways. Um, because like, the elevator will kill them. Yeah, and so it it it, it made sense I mean, to me that she hadn't left the apartment because I was like, oh, that must be part of her like fucked up deal with Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. I mean, this apartment complex apparently makes, like, Robert Buckley's wife have, like, a drug addiction, so it happens. But There's a dark presence that's haunting this building, I mean, in case you didn't know. If it's rent-controlled, though, I'm <laughs> sure everyone would put up with it. I mean... It has to be rent-controlled. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that explains it. Obviously. So Whoopi Goldberg must be paying, like, how much? Because if she's had that rent control for 26 years... <laughs> $25 oh a month. Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. And, I mean, Jesus, uh, Terry O'Quinn's been there since, like, 20, like 1927, right? So, Jesus He's Christ. been there forever. He's this, he's the devil. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the devil uses currency. Uh, he's always sure. been there, Mora. He's paying for it with, with uh, innocent souls. And, uh, and um, blood hair, sacrifices. Yes. Thank God there was <laughs> a blood children. sacrifice. This show needed more blood sacrifices. Most shows do. Uh, I mean, well, you'll, you'll see as we continue in this episode. Oh, man. So, uh, and then Rachel Taylor brings up the unusual clock, which I'm like, that does not look like a clock at all. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> I don't even know it was is? a clock. She must have been stoned. Maybe she did get they stoned. Have, they have different kinds of clocks in India. Yeah, so head? she decides she's unlocking her memories, as Whoopi Goldberg phrases Ooh. it. Like, <sighs> Whoopi Goldberg says insane shit in this episode. Like, it's, I, I can't believe the words are coming out of her mouth. Yeah, it's, it's time to unlock memories by staring into this clock. Like, what? And this is where I wrote my notes, I wish this was ghost. Like, I would deal with Tony Goldwyn and his no eyebrows have an ass if, like... <laughs> If you gotta do some penny stuff, right? So they... Ugh. Oh my god. Give me a penny scene up the <laughs> middle of the door, because you can't cross the threshold every day of the week compared to what we watched. But, uh, so <laughs> they, they open this glowing door in her, in her like, little, like... She's going back. She's being hypnotized by Whoopi, essentially. It's like a, and it's like she a is, shitty mind palace. Yes, exactly. Yes. And she walks through the door and then into 1927. Time to sign a guest and book just to prove that I start, I'm here. Like, and okay. I start singing Michigan J Frog. Hello, my honey. That person was playing yeah, on the radio or whatever. They like oh, hit us over the head that like she was some woman na- named Libby. She's not really herself. Like five different. But she wrote down Jane Van Vee. Yeah, five terrible name. Yo, guess what? Did you write that? You're Libby so and so. And then the guess what, came bitch? Up a minute later, and was like, hey, guess what, and then bitch? The girl was like, hey, Libby. Like it was, it was just like we get it. She's Libby. yeah. The little girl from Louie was like, hey, Libby. And she's still like so shocked the entire time. And I'm like, girl. Whoopi Goldberg just went just went on a rant about how weird this building is. You walked through an ominous fucking door in a pine <laughs> desert, and everybody's been calling you Libby. Why are you so shocked right now? Just go with it. Damn. But also, if you if you walk into nineteen twenty seven and someone hands you a guest book, scribble your name illegible. Don't write Jane Van Veen. Don't write in the fucking print. Oh, it made me mad. It made me so mad. Also, signing a guest book, you don't write in print anyway, bitch. Like, get yeah. some manners. I can't handle it. I anyway, so she. I would have just done the print symbol and just fuck the <laughs> yes, entire time let them figure it continuum. out. I actually have a legitimate question about this because this first time when she's in 1927, like it seems like she's very much herself, like in the like it's a quantum leap thing. She's very much herself in this Libby body. Right. But like the second time she goes back, like she's Libby, we just see her, right? Like because she's just going through all this Libby shit. Well, first of all, well, you just said the, that, the like, first time she's in 1927, which is ridiculous. But second of all. <laughs> She thinks, I think that she becomes, like, an advocate for Libby, whereas exactly. the first time she is Libby. But I'm confused, because I thought it was, like, the mom when the second ep- part of it episode happens. I thought that was the mom. I forgot it was her, and I got very confused. <laughs> that was the face blindness, but yeah, it was bad. But, uh, so she she basically jumps into, Quantum Leap style, jumps into Libby's body, complete with, like, the minute she walks out the door, someone's like, oh, hi, sign the guest book. And then she and signs re- it. And her reaction like, is basically a home improvement style grunt. I would do it, but I'm terrible at that. That's her reaction. There you go. <laughs> <I got laughs> she, <here. laughs> oh, perfect. So, 
So she, but she, she gets questioned. I mean, she signs it so clearly, Jane Van Veen, which fuck that name. But secondly, the guy goes, "What the awful name?" name. Was, I thought your name was Libby, and it's like, wow, I guess she's someone named Libby. And then someone and she's else not react to it at all. Like, and someone else comes up to her, like, "I'm so glad you made it, Libby, 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 Libby." Libby. Like, it's. It, Did you hear her name's have... Libby? <laughs> and then she turns to the mirror because I guess there's just a mirror there, coincidentally, and just says what and it's like looks at her face like i'm libby and and libby looks girl. like nina dobrev by the way she does. who is that it looks like she was somebody i, I have no her. idea but I, like, I, like, i've seen her in things but i'm like i don't know who you are and i already forgot her name <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> fuck you libby uh but so she was like in, apparently five episodes of chicago fire i'm like i don't recall seeing you ever libby well, i don't recall but everything so, chicago yeah fire, yeah so. that, that's offensive. <laughs> me either <laughs> but so Jocelyn, the little girl, uh, Louis' little girl, comes running up like, Libby, you're here! And no, Libby is Jocelyn's babysitter. Oh, right. So she's 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 just sort of there, like, as part of the... There's a birthday party going on for She's Jocelyn, the help. Which uh... sucks for Jocelyn. What a terrible birthday that she's going to be, like, a human sacrifice later on that evening. <laughs> like, well, she doesn't know. I know, but yikes. Uh, at least, like, make it a sad night instead of, like, why invite all these witnesses? I guess they're all in on it? I, I don't get it. It just seems ridiculous White, to me. White rich people but... love blood sacrifices. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, well, it's like an of angel, Mora. Yeah. yeah. Or Rosemary's baby! Like, again, yeah. this is so right there. I mean, the whole, I mean, the whole pilot, I mean, the whole pilot's very, very, very Rosemary's baby. And then NBC still felt compelled to, like, do, do a it again. Baby. <laughs> and I love Rosemary's baby. I don't do, too. Wrong. I mean, that's, that's it's so great. great. Which is but... why it's so like frustrating to see it and welcome to the rosemary's baby podcast (laughs) well i've been using every ounce of strength not to talk about angel this whole time so (laughs) why would you ever not want to talk about angel for a good like five minutes oh it's one of the best episodes let's talk about angel yeah let's talk about angel (laughs) are you now where have you ever been the best hotel episode ever made. Why yes. bother with Until this American Horror Story Hotel. Oh, Paris, shut up. Lady Gaga. I mean, this episode is Are You Now or Have You Ever Been Like Meets Guys Will Be Guys, basically, is what yeah. this episode is. Except, yeah. you know, but really awful. <laughs> but somehow even more Rosemary's Baby, if that's possible. And somehow more uh, racist? I don't know. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, good lord. Yeah. But so they, she's back in the 1920s. She's like, "What's happening?" And instead of actually just like you know taking notes on what's going on, she just zooms back like, "Uh oh, I just forgot everything instantly, so I got to go back again." Because I, she learns enough then that she could probably have figured out what went on, but she just but kind of zooms back. <laughs> she realizes that Jocelyn's her grandma. She uh, surprisingly she is able to realize that. How does she realize that? When do we even enough. discuss this? Well, I was like, when I met her originally, I was like, Jane is not realizing any of these people are her relatives. How dumb is she? And then she's like, oh, no, it's my grandma. Maybe okay. she saw a picture she, like, of her before. She finally said it t- towards the end. She, like, but they didn't make it a reveal of sorts. Like, I mean. No! No! She, she just all of a so sudden was like, about. she saved my grandma. And it's like, girl. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. For a show that's, <laughs> that's like, a... explained everything else to us, like, handed us every piece of knowledge that we need, they really didn't, uh execute that one very well no they breathe Which, I mean, right smart, over any like smart audience no members thing. would have already gotten there but picked up on right but it's still it's just incredibly it's so heavy-handed until the point where we need you to actually mention something like that and then they just breathe right over it then back to the heavy-handedness so they really are picking and choosing when they want to actually make it you know worth revealing uh, and in this case, they didn't think it was worth it at all. But, of course, that's partly because they wanted to get away from this 1920s bit and get back to, oh my god, more of the... Oh, I, I don't even know where to... I don't know where to begin, really. I, are you, are, are you going in on Williams. Henry or Vanessa again? 
Vanessa, for the most part. The battery <laughs> stuff comes up very soon after that. Oh my god. But, uh, well, I guess we should also say there's also the, um, uh, Henry gets a phone call about the, what was the, I can't even think what the phone call was about. He just kind of screams, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't Wait, what? notes on Henry. What are you talking about? What? He gets a phone call about what? Uh, Henry calls, oh, he- Henry, like, has a meeting, but, like, that's not a phone call. Yeah, Henry he calls, call uh, Jane to be like, hey. He, he calls, uh, he calls Jane, but she doesn't have reception at the hotel, like, not the hotel, but in the room, so she goes to the elevator, she talks to Gavin for a bit, and he's like, the laundry room's not on the second floor, dun dun dun. Yeah. Then, yeah, I don't think he's on the phone, though, when she, like, Jane gets there. Oh, you know what it is? Maura had some about... of that, some of that chamomile tea with magical <laughs> herb in it before watching the episode, so she's seeing floating mm. demon heads. <laughs> Go Alright, so so Why didn't we do some tea before this. Is, this would have made the episode better. It really would have. Uh, <laughs> so there's more of the Vanessa Williams stuff where they find out more about the fact that her daughter Sasha still has not son. shown up. But we now know that the guy who claims to have kidnapped her and knows all about her knows He didn't claim to kidnap her, he claims to be in league with her. Yeah, claims to be in league with her. And uh, knows that she faked her, her death because he also knows the inscription on her bracelet that her mom gave her. And Russia's how else could he orchid, possibly blah. know that? Like it wouldn't be in a list of things that were with her when she went missing. But I don't know. But so he was like, we we both had something in common. We both hated Gavin. Oh yeah. And so uh, in the meantime, though, that see, it, it, there's three major plots going on here. So it's it's kind of even more than that, really. But three of the major ones that are being tossed up in the air. And it, it becomes such a jumble at one point where I'm just like, why am I bothering to watch the head? Well, you're seeing about? demon heads, more, so you're already, you're already like, a lost cause. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm two chamomile teas in. Uh, but so Henry... Yeah, this is Henry, where... <laughs> Henry goes to meet with her. Oh, my God. It goes to the meeting with her blessing. Like, he, Henry has to ask if it's okay yeah, she's for him a... to go, you know... She's like, try why the fuck wouldn't it be? Like... Life. Course. She wanted to stop like hovering around her anyway. So, exactly. Plus, then she gets to call Teddy Sears over to mm-hmm. help her out. She didn't wait any time. Yeah, and he and he didn't waste any time. Like the minute she's gone, Teddy Sears comes running over. It was pretty ridiculous, and uh, gets shirtless immediately as well. Uh, Gavin, well, visits let's not Whoopi let's not mislead time. the audience. He is not shirtless. He is an well, unfortunately. He's he's part of the way there. He might as well be. He's panting so uh, much. And there sweating. is a difference. <laughs> you can see the outline of some pretty nice. Sadly, well, there I'll is just, a difference. I'll just go watch the Masters. Of... Actually, no, I don't want to. Yeah, watch what's Masters yeah. Of... No, 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 don't do that to yourself. That, but no, no, no. If I want to uh, see Teddy Sears naked. I know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> but so Gavin visits Whoopi because he realizes, based on Jane leaving the wrong on the wrong floor of the elevator, that she was there visiting her because, of course, it's his business and you know, that kind of stuff. Like, guess what? If you're doing, like, mystery dates with, with Whoopi Goldberg drinking chamomile tea, take the stairs. Don't take the elevator where you could run into everybody. It's a big uh, building! You, but you know that there's no way Terry O'Quinn's taking the stairs. And I feel like shady things happen in the stairs. She just had a traumatic event going down a set of stairs. Maybe she... But hasn't the elevator killed people? Right. It, the elevator's also killed it, people. It, it just... It really fucked up Robert Buckley's wife, and then she became, like, a drug addict because of the injury sustained from the elevator. So, it's really not the best <laughs> thing in the world. So, uh, anyway, so they're bargaining over Jane's memories for Whoopi's freedom. Whoopi, for, I mean, I give her, I give her credit for that. Whoopi, in, in no time, decides to sell the, sell Jane out immediately. Immediately. Like, she doesn't even, Whoopi like, is over it. She, which I respect. She earned it, because yikes. Uh, so, 
Scott, and so, to um, Skies to fly. Oh, good boy. We get more of the not where when shit, which is just like I could not care less about that. God, at and all. then and then at one point Rachel Taylor asked what kind of like Whoopi's talking about the strong bond she has with Libby and that's why she's traveling to her memory or whatever. And uh Rachel mm. Rachel Taylor says, What kind of bond could that be? <laughs> Bum, bum, bum. Just, that was yeah. so ridiculous. Charlie's Angels 2011 was <laughs> terrible. It was, it was an awful, an awful, awful, awful show. I, I will admit that. But like Rachel Taylor got to be fun and like showed off personality, and it was it was great. It was a great show for her at least. Mm-hmm. This show is trash and so so disappointing for everyone. I can't believe this it show existed. hated its actors, which is ridiculous. This is a talented cast. Even Dave Annable. This is a talented cast. <laughs> this Annabelle. show this show made Terry O'Quinn get banished to CBS. Poor yeah. guy. So did I, I actually, no, that's a lie. I didn't watch like the final five episodes. That, that, that's such a weird thing about me. I just didn't watch the final five episodes of Brothers and Sisters. Why is that? A, that seems like a sane thing about you. You should not be bad about that. <laughs> you that protected yourself up, from though. that. Sally Field, Rachel Griffith. This is a public service announcement. Someone please cast Rachel Griffiths in something ASAP. This is this message has been approved by Michael Swan. Nothing. What are you doing right now? That camp mini series during the summer last year or something. This that was 2013, by the way. We're just going to go off on a bunch of tangents about other ABC dramas on this. But Rachel Griffiths has got a TV movie coming up. Oh, sad. Uh, so, but I also it's in Aust- but wait it's also in Australia so it's different it's like her, her going it, home play it, play basically it. it's not where it's when <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so they they realize that she's going back to the night Libby died because when she tells Teddy Sears like all this information about you know this <coughs> mysterious Libby he's like oh I, all I can really find about it is blah blah like and also this is the day she died and it's like what and if, it, da, da, da. if there's like anyone watching the show who was not like oh Teddy Sears wants to fuck her it's like listen oh my to the things she's saying to him he clearly wants to fuck her uh, okay for, okay. first of all this is so great so we find out that the this whole scene this is almost worth the whole episode just because it was so hilarious how badly it was telegraphed that he wanted to fuck her it was great but uh so they they're they're He's uh, Henry's meeting with his politician guy immediately says basically just like by the way your girlfriend went to a psych ward so she's you're never gonna get elected which is like it's councilman bro like you could easily get elected. again like you just gloss over the fact that this guy is Raul Esparza too like oh, they immediately after they say like she went to a mental institution they like immediately cut to her like Carrie Matheson like home landing with like the map and like crazy conspiracy <laughs> paranoid delusions which is all true because there's weird shit going on but it was just right really, it's a really funny it joke. was too it was almost like too logical for the show to put a person in there who would be like critical of someone having a mental breakdown because like if you're gonna be critical of that you'd be critical of 90% of the show so why even bother this person at all like also she's not having a mental breakdown either no well she did go to the, she's she not. Go to the hospital so it was enough for him that's to- not her fault that like she walked down a staircase and it closed up and then she got transported to Times well, Square in this it's not her fault in this guy's world <laughs> he thinks it is her fault and was gonna leak it to the press and just stop this guy from getting elected but I'm like why Fucking would anyone not vote for him blaming. because of that like, yeah, what kind of bullshit is this? Like, it, it, if anything, it would be a simple. It's more like, what a, what a great guy. Like, he's taking care yeah, of his girlfriend who's mentally unstable. That's bullshit. It's really bullshit. So, anyway, he, he just says, like, basically kiss your acting, like, career goodbye if you decide to stay with this girlfriend. Which, again, <laughs> feels very, very telegraphic. Kiss your acting career goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Did I say that? Are you 
talking directly to Dave Vanderbilt right now? Yeah. If Dave Vanderbilt yeah, has, like, this is acting career goodbye every time he hooked up with someone he works with, like, oh, then, Jesus. then he would have kissed his acting career goodbye a long time ago. Yeah, I actually meant politics career, but, you know, same difference. But so, political <laughs> career aside, he's basically saying this is suicide if you stay with her. And he's like, everybody else will tell you the same thing. And he's like, if it's a deal breaker, you're kind of out of luck, bro. And he's like, it's just say she's a fling breaker. and get over it. Like, what the fuck is Royal Spars saying? He's just saying but nonsense. It's hard. And it's also hard to take it all seriously because then they cut back to Teddy Sears without a shirt. And you're like, what was this happening? Again, I don't care anymore. Without an overshirt. Yes. Even that white beater. I'm just, I'm just protecting the truth right now. I just want this to be an accurate podcast. I but know, maybe I appreciate in your it, high YouTube version that you saw, he was actually shirtless. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to, to YouTube, guys. Through, to YouTube. I can see through the shirt, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna go watch the But yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, so here's for sure how you know that Tacey just wants to fuck Jane in case oh, you didn't know before. So because as, as soon as Henry calls her, she's like, oh, it's Henry. The face he makes, like, uh and Fuck that guy. He's taking apart the wall to open up a uh, the fireplace where she saw in her flashback. She saw um yeah this old I don't know, who who is that guy? Some random dude? Is that her like great grandfather or something like? He's that? actually credited. It was Jocelyn. Yeah, like yeah, Jocelyn's dad. Okay, Jocelyn's dad. Whoever that. Is. <laughs> <laughs> and then she suggests, yeah, we need to, we need to open up the fireplace. So you're like, oh, they're gonna open up the fireplace he, together. He hit nope. a book. In He's there. the one who has to remove the shirt and do the opening of the fire. She fireplace. might as well yeah, just be they, like sitting back with a cocktail, like. She basically is. Again, it's so it's so Rosemary's baby. It's <laughs> it's so Rosemary's baby where they like they see something or they hear something in the other room, so they decide to just open up the wall. Like it's so ridiculous. And so they, they, they see him hide a, a diary in one of the bricks and decide to open up and find out what was in it because clearly that's behind the death of Libby, Libby whoever. And uh, in the meantime, when she gets a phone call from, from Henry, kind of just sort of saying, like, look, par- partly checking in on her because she's been threatened by this random dude and, and the leak, he, he says, like, oh, like, what are you doing? And she's just like, oh, nothing. And, like, sort of turns away from Teddy Sears, like, whoops, this is, like, a major, major, like, infraction on being, like, a better person. Because I guess she's trying to hide all this craziness from him, which doesn't seem, like, very useful because he's clearly gonna... You don't have to hide your craziness from Teddy Sears, girl. Yeah. And so Mm. Teddy Sears is looking at her like, okay... And in the meantime, on the phone, he's like, uh, like, uh, what's wrong? What, how'd your job go? And he, and she's just look, could not look less interested. Looks like she's about to go fuck Teddy Sears. It's like, why are we bothering with this? <laughs> and, uh, he says to her on the phone, I'm just checking in with you, or checking in on you. And, uh, she's like, you don't have to check in on me. He's like, oh, I mean, I was checking in on, how do we have phrases? Yeah. This, this it's, writing it's, is so are you checking, another bad line. It's like checking up on you or checking in on you. There's a no, difference. She, yeah, he says, like, uh, I'm just checking in on you. And she's like, you don't have to check in on me. He's like, uh, I'm actually just checking in on you or something like no, that. No, okay. Uh, I'm checking in on you. Up, you don't have to check up on up me. And then he, that's when he says the difference. Up and no, in. I'm checking in on you. And then she says back to him, you sound like a politician. And the acting is so bad that she literally couldn't even finish the word politician before she goes, oh my God, how did your meeting go? So I'm going to do, do a little brief reading of how she reads this line. She goes, you got to get the lines right first before you do I a know, brief okay. reading, so Nora. It's, so it's, it's Henry says, like, hey, I'm just checking, I'm just checking on you. You're killing me with this. So Henry says, hey, what's up? And she's like, you don't have to check up on me. He says, I'm checking in on you. She's like, what's the difference? He's like, well, checking in on you means I care about you, blah, blah. And she says, you sound like a politician. Oh, my God. How did your meeting go? That's how she says it. I was like, 
oh my god, this is like some community theater shit. I could not take it. It's like, who, who can barely, like, oh my god, sell, if anything, sell the fact that, like, you're not gonna fuck Teddy Sears. She can't even do that. Like, it was ridiculous. And so, meanwhile, Henry decides to lie to her, which is hilarious because she's clearly about to fuck Teddy Sears in that uh, great <laughs> little uh, wife beater. But he, he says, like, oh, it was great. I guess the guy's kind of interested in somebody else, though, so it might not have worked out. I don't know. Blah, blah. And, uh, of course, instead of like, lingering on more of Teddy Sears shirtless, most shirtless, Thank I should you. correct myself now, uh, taking apart the wall, they go back to the Vanessa Williams plot, which no one wants. But, of course, we get anyway. Well, now uh, Shaw's escaped because of the broken glass. Now it's time for hand-to-hand oh, combat. Oh, did we mention earlier that she threw glass at him? I mean, we mentioned she was throwing things, but she threw a vase or something at him? like a was wrench? In a vacant yeah, I don't room. know. She was just she throwing, found some, I think she threw a wrench and it hit glass. Yeah. yeah. No, she threw a glass. She threw a vase. It was a glass vase, I think. She should have been throwing wine. Or throwing shade. Yeah. Everywhere. But so she she tosses and it shatters all over him in the area and he grabs a piece and starts cutting his bindings, which is, just seems kind of obvious, but she just didn't care. And leaves him go. He gets free, grabs Paladino, but still all the, the, the hubbub of her he still getting, loses. getting free, he still gets yeah caught up by her with a gun. Of course, he tries to grab. She's like, "I want you to take, I want you to take me to my daughter." And so she's like, "Well, how do I know for sure it was Sasha? Or were you lying mm. before?" And he's like, "I wasn't lying, Ma." Why didn't they she's have like, that well, shit on speakerphone her. to begin with? <laughs> I don't get it. Earlier, he was able to make a phone call to ostensibly her daughter. Instead of actually overhearing this, she just trusts that he was telling the truth. Like, why would you ever do that? This guy's a criminal slash nutcase or something. I don't get it at all. But so she she decides to have him call her back. Or well, he says, she says, I'm going to call her back and make sure it's really Sasha. She dials the phone. Sasha picks up. But it could have easily been a Sasha recording. All she says is hello and hangs up. Like, you can't trust that shit for a second. You need to actually have a conversation with her before assuming that she's alive. Uh, and I think a mother knows the sound of her daughter's voice. Yeah, and it's also clearly a reaction to, oh, fuck, my mom just is the one who answered the phone. Yeah, all she recording. Hello. You could at least say another line. Hello. You could have recorded her saying hello and then played that back to somebody. I don't know. And then, yeah, hello, and then Sasha, and then, like, and her going click, like, click. oops. Doesn't like, come on, Mora. Like, come on now. Not, now you're, like, making the show seem smart. Next next time someone calls <laughs> me, I'm gonna do that to them, and they'll never know the difference. So, <laughs> if it's recording... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're gonna call you and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you okay?" <laughs> no, but this chamomile tea is delicious. Uh, so they decide that they find out that, that uh, Tessa Thompson shows up is gonna be blackmailing on Henry's behalf to you know get those leaked medical records about uh, Jane out of the press. Which I don't even know why the press cares. They're just two random twenty somethings. They don't have it yet. Why? Who bought? Who? They're not even like famous people, right? Like someone what? leaked it, but they like only leaked it to Raul Esparza and not the but press. That's like, that's like leaking like the news about my next door neighbor. Like yeah. no one's gonna care about that. Like it's about like, a celebrity yeah. or something or a social life. And also, apparently, anyone can get dirt on anyone. <laughs> I know, right? Like uh, if someone leaked my stuff, they'd be like, yeah. "Oh my god, she had a crown put in two months ago." <laughs> like, like girl, you watch Netflix bitch. a lot. Oh, okay. But anyway, so they decide to blackmail him out of it because they figure that'll. that'll I'll stop him. And they find out the stuff on him is much more damaging. Yeah, just talking to shows up, like, here, here's blackmail stuff. Here's blackmail. And it's like, gotta go. But also, like, she said that, like, you wouldn't really do this, would you? I'm like, you're the one that got the blackmail instantly. Like, you're the one in risk here. This Henry guy is just kind of putting you in the in, a, in the hot seat. I mean... He has no, no real culpability. She's the one that got the information. Like... I, 
I love that also the evidence is just it's just a bunch of W twos. It's like, oh, so like these W twos all say, I didn't pay my taxes, sorry. But why wouldn't the government what, know that's that? What, because that's what W twos say. If you did if you didn't know tax law. <laughs> Uh, it just it, it clearly states it clearly states every single thing you've done wrong. That's what W twos are. But also, like, if, okay. if, if you're able to peruse a, a bunch of W twos and figure that out, shouldn't like the IRS do the same thing? But I guess they're either paying someone off or well, I guess they, they they're lying on the W twos and apparently know, the dev- the records. devil O'Quinn has like you know some some ties to the irs so uh, maybe, i don't oh shocker. i don't understand how like his evil omnipotence just erases tax fraud i, I was very confused by that uh they decide okay we're just gonna we're gonna uh, like figure out this later on she just pieces out they, they decide to basically just leave her there as a as someone who's saying you shouldn't do this henry and then leave because they don't give her any other moment to, to do anything. Basically, it, you couldn't mysterious. tell she was she was Sasha before. It's like, oh hey, I'm here. Spoiler, Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> Tessa Thompson is Sasha. Dun dun dun. Which I, we mentioned earlier. I feel I, I didn't want to lean into the the subtle racism of the show where they just cast the only other black actress to be the daughter of of Vanessa Williams. Yeah, but like. I didn't know this show, and I didn't know who the characters were, so I literally just assumed that was her daughter, because they both have I mean, a very socialite more... vibe. It could have easily been anybody, but I was like, I guess it's her. I didn't know Terry O'Quinn was even married to Vanessa Williams at this point, so I was like, oh, okay, it's oh, definitely I, her daughter. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, they're, they're, they're married, I mean, and oh. that's his daughter, They didn't even introduce... They didn't even introduce Tessa Thompson's character until they are like start asking questions like why did Sasha commit suicide then all of a sudden Tessa Thompson's here but so, I'm also confused like, like has she the been in the show the for this episode yes so but like maybe that, one or two episodes maybe one or two that also never really comes to play either like I don't understand that to, to begin with as well because it seems to me like she is like a long on running episode episode character but the way that they discuss her being Sasha it's like dun 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 like you just figured this out but you should surely have had some kind of hint before now, and it should be very clear if there's, like, she's the only mixed person, mixed person on the show. That's either that's it's someone it. who's either there's someone who's not on the show, or it's her. Like, I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole. It seems terrible. Well, pigeonhole, but I don't want to do that. But <laughs> I just think it's very, very. It's lacking a lot of subtlety that could have been a lot more interesting if they did the twist. It was her. If there's at least one other actress on the show who was mixed. It, it, to me, it's also just telling of the show. It's like, well, if there's some mysterious person, we're not going to bother because we're not going to bother casting anybody but a bunch of young white socialite people. Uh, so, in the meantime, uh, they, they they figure out, like, okay, there's markings on this on this door. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that the, the markings on the door match the book they find in the fireplace. Um, but... In the me- she has pulled the the fireplace open with a crowbar to grab a brick out. Looked at this diary thing where it's like tonight's pretty fucked up. Uh oh, I guess this like human sacrifice won't work out for us. Who could have thought that would happen? <laughs> and there's a marking there that is, and and I'm not I'm not like an expert on the show or the occult, uh, but. <laughs> I instantly, okay. they do like eight push-ins on Maris's door, which is Willie Goldberg. They do like eight push-ins on her door in this marking that she's carved into her door frame. Like, it's, it looks like one of those little, like, Jewish things they put on there. Like a, I don't know what they call them. But it's, it's You're like- You're also that. not an expert on Jewish people, I know, I'm sorry. 
Oh, it's like a, there's a name for it. I can't think of it, but it's a little like it's a it's like a blessing thing on your door, but it's I think it's to keep her safe from the devil instead of. Oh, I guess maybe the Jewish thing's for the devil, too. But, uh, so it's this thing on her door, and it's clearly the exact same thing, and she's now been to Whoopi Goldberg's room, like, five times, and then goes there immediately after, never notices, they never even bring it up, nothing. But it's clearly the same thing. She's busy uh, getting fucked up on tea. Yeah, maybe that's part. She's, like, she's, like, wandering out all, all fucked up on the chamomile. And, uh, in the meantime, as she's leaving the room, like, okay, I gotta discover what the hell's up with this book, and she goes over to Whoopi's, Libby's ghost appears in the mirror? No, I've got questions because that means that whoever bricked up the fireplace also bricked up a mirror? Like, why would you brick up a mirror? Take the mirror off the wall and then cover the wall with drywall. <laughs> why leave this fancy old mirror <laughs> hanging over the fireplace and cover it with drywall? It was a total waste of time. I didn't understand that for a second. But so, uh, Libby's Why does ghost anything need to be drywalled in the first place? Exactly. It looked like a nice old, uh, fireplace. That was- It could have given it some equity. Like, why get rid of a fireplace? But anyway, so she- She's looking out in the mirror like, dun-dun-dun, like, haunting, uh, Jane, I guess. But even though Jane was her, so you can't really take that very seriously because it seems like that was the whole point, is that she's helping her, like, get her message across. Like, ghosts do. But, uh, so she she doesn't remember the markings, walks over to Whoopi's after holding a book with these markings in it, stands, waits for her to open the door, still doesn't notice the markings, because they're right there in front of her face. Well, we've established and, she's pretty dumb and, like, yeah, slow to piece true. things together. <laughs> oh, lord. And so she, uh, she discovers that the doors were locked, I guess, at the front door. Like, in her flashback, she goes back in time basically again, and and this time she's like completely Libby. It's like there's no more Jade in there. Like I still don't understand. I thought now this is where my face blindness came into play. I thought that, that was the the girl's mother, and I got really confused because I was like, oh wait, it's not it's 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 not Rachel Taylor. It's some other woman. And I'm like, oh no, that was her the whole time. I guess. What is wrong with you? Like but she acts so seriously. Different. But the I thing is, she acts so to, different. I, the way I don't know. The way I saw her in the in the memory the second time or that final time is is what i like wanted from the first time i i, I right. felt like she was still jane it was just she finally like got a clue and like figured out what she was supposed to be doing but, um it's it seemed like too much like her figuring out what she's supposed to be doing because at one point she's yelling mr whatever his name is mr whatever like like libby would be doing it's like i don't think jane would even be being so method, she would be doing that too. Like, or she, she was know his name. Yeah. How does she perhaps know his name? Merged, like she... Perhaps the two yeah. of them merged in some sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> but I that's even better. Like for the first one. But that's why I thought it was the mother. I thought it was somebody else. Because again, I had a dark video, so it was partly that. But secondly, what? it was like, confusing. I, because of this goddamn terrible YouTube that you are on. <laughs> but it was haunted. Uh, but so the there she she shows up immediately barking out orders in a way that she did not act when she was Jane the, or she Jane was Libby the first time. She suddenly like was yeah. this character, and it was a totally different like she the whole like style like she knew who the people were. She was yelling people's names. She was like taking direction from the husband like they. Had like a, a unit so i just thought oh this is a different person i'm like oh no wait it's rachel taylor because they don't even show her sit down and like zoom back in time they just cut to her back already and then she's just in mid process of trying to get this little girl out of there and we're left to just figure out the fact that like what's going on because the little girl we didn't even get descriptions about what's happening with the little girl until they're like running for the door and you find out oh i guess there's something going on with the little girl i didn't even know the little girl was going to be sacrificed until they actually say it you just that's because you don't pay attention more no, like, they, they, they were dancing no, no, no. around it but like they 
No, but I thought that there was going to be some other crazy shit that went down in that big hallway with all the people. I thought it was going to, like, basically blow the building up or something. Like, because you couldn't tell. She just says, get out of here and don't look back. It definitely makes sense immediately after they start looking for the little girl in particular and what's going on. But up until that point, all you knew is shit was going to go down tonight. And I thought it was going to be, like, a mass orgy or, like, mass suicide. I don't know. But, like, it was definitely something happening. She goes running for the door. The doors are locked. Then they start looking for the little girl, the Libby, as as the, uh, well, Jane as Libby, which is Rachel Taylor, says, stay here and don't be seen, uh, little girl Jocelyn, and stands up, like, basically throws herself on the pike for her, and says, I've been looking for her, like, suddenly is a great actress, and this, this little moment where she's just like, oh, I've been looking for her everywhere. That's and because she's just, li- she's just completely Libby, and it doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. And so everyone's like, oh, okay. Uh, that's fine. We'll take you instead. And it was like, da da da. And that was the twist. And blood is blood. They sacrifice her and give up on Jocelyn. By the way, I like, don't think blood is blood in this case. Like, I feel like it has to be a relative of the person who's doing the sacrifices. That's why I thought it was the mother. I thought, oh, it's the mom because they can take the blood that was from the daughter. It makes a lot more sense if it was her mother instead of her babysitter. No. But no, it didn't make any sense at all. And so um, they sacrifice her. That's why she died on the 28th. She finds out that she, like, relives the death of Libby. But the Jocelyn bit, the door was still locked. She was still in the foyer, which is like two feet from the doors. How did no one find her? Did they just not care anymore? I don't know. Yeah, blood is blood. <laughs> like, there's no way this little girl got out of there unscathed, because where else is she going to go? And they're going to keep looking through the whole hotel. There's only a matter of places she could be. And she's right out in the open. She's just, like, in the front entrance under a chair. Like, oh, okay, here she is. Even the morning when the doorman, when Paladino, well, Prime shows up, he would see her in the fir- in the morning, like, oh, here's this little girl hiding out. Like, this isn't normal. But anyway, so she gets killed. Blood is blood. What the fuck? She gets tra- strapped down to a chair, knocked out, and then killed. Then we find out, and she's like, oh, that's how my grandmother survived. And I'm like, wait, what? Whose grandmother? Your grandmother? Oh my god, wait, that was her grandmother? <laughs> that's how the show <laughs> deals with that. Just throws it out there, like, oh yeah, they this is no big They never showed her, like, make the connection. She just all of a sudden blurted it out. I mean, it made sense when she said it, but I'm like, did I miss a line? I, either they cut it or they didn't bother. I don't understand that as, for a second. But, um, she, uh, this is what my notes are just like, I'm so lost. I don't understand. That's when I also realized it was Libby as, uh, Jane, as Jane the whole time instead of her the secret mom. Um, and then Gavin somehow didn't know about any of this, like, uh, or does know about it. I don't know because she, he seems to be kind of confused about some of it. Yeah, exactly. He should know everything, but he doesn't seem to pretend like yeah, he, he does. He, I guess like he needed, he, he yeah, he, cause he needs, the, that's why he was asking Whoopi Goldberg cause he doesn't, there's some stuff he that, that he doesn't know, I guess. And so Whoopi Goldberg says, well, she asks, basically, she asks Whoopi Goldberg, so Gavin doesn't know about this, right? And I guess you're supposed to think like, you haven't told him about this, but I'm like, he should already know if he's this all-powerful monster that he claims to be. And she's just like, um, instead of saying yes or no, she just says, I'm afraid you have to leave. I'm like, well, <laughs> clearly he knows. <laughs> she's she's like, like, she says, I'm afraid I have to say goodbye. I'm like, okay. Okay, that couldn't be less, like, uh, subtle. Well, uh, no, so- the thing about the Gavin thing is that, like, he's watching. He's the crow outside the window. Okay. Wait, he's a bird, too? Is What's everybody in the show a bird? Well, there's a bird tapping on the window. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, that's Gavin. Oh, oh good lord. Oh. So anyway, so... Meanwhile, about the blackmail o'clock. Yeah, blackmail o'clock. Get rid of her file, bitch. And he's like, okay, fine. Um, and then... $200,000 in taxes, all on W-2s. <laughs> 
terrifying. He makes me so mad. I like that that's so... all they did. Just, like, they just like showed like some standard like tax documents to be like oh, tax fraud. Exactly. Nothing. Nothing. We all know it's that all... they would be 1090 W. Uh, come Nine. Come on, come on. 1099. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody knows but it. It's an independent contractor. She just gets off lucky because I guess the guy just buys into it instantly instead of actually, like, biting back and, like, murdering Henry like he should have. Um, and he's just like, okay, fine, I'll drop Well, no, he made copies. Oh, he made copies. And so, well, like, he doesn't have any kind of dead man switch involved here. He could easily just kill him and then get the copies from the apartment. Like, like, come on, dude, think this through. But, uh, he, or a safe deposit box, something. But so, they're, they're, uh, they cut back to also to the, uh, oh my god, the Vanessa Williams shit. Where she's just sort of like Tony, watch Victor. I'm going in. <laughs> they find where she where she is based on I guess tracking the cell phone or something. I don't even know how they figured that out. Does he, does he no, shot the, uh, Russian ghost. Russian ghost tracks them, or they find out where uh, Sasha's place is. They find out where Sasha's place Sasha, is from, from Shaw. Shaw right? tells them. Shaw tells them because he's like senses that he's gonna get killed otherwise. Even though like how could you not have sensed that she's had a gun in her hand since the minute you were kidnapped? But okay, and he uh, leads them to this apartment where she's been staying, and Vanessa Williams decides to like go right in. And it, the way she walks in and this whole scene, it's just again like what is Vanessa Williams doing on this show? This is such bad acting on her part, and it's sad because she's so capable with better writing and better everything. Everything. And she's just like. Just, just stay here and watch Victor, Tony. Yeah, and she starts walking in, like, like, she's, first of all, what she's wearing is even more awkward looking because she's, like, hobbling all over the streets of New York. It looks terrible. And she walks in. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my honey, oh, my darling. Good lord. (laughs) I wish. No, I wish, Better. It would. But instead, she just walks into a very plain-looking apartment complex, opens the, opens the thing. We find this is where the Russian ghost shows up with a sniper rifle. And I'm like, okay, so she's about to get killed, right? And I was really upset. And I'm like, oh no, don't kill Vanessa Williams. Because the door is unlocked. I'm like, well, what kind of door is unlocked in New York City? That seems insane to me, but okay. And there's a dying plant on the windowsill. And she decides to walk up to it. Like, I'm like, oh my god, she's about to get shot. Like, this is so stupid. And instead, she hears the gunshot from outside. And Nora, did you, miss, did you miss that it wasn't a dying plant and it was instead of red orchid? Did you miss that completely? What red orchid? Oh, the red orchid on her. Jesus oh, Christ! Yeah. I get it. I swear to God, Laura, what are you watching? I'm not a florist. I don't know. The YouTube version, it was black. I don't know. It it was like dying. It definitely looked dying. <laughs> but uh, you're so I'm killing just, me, Mora. I'm sitting here like she's about to get sniped. I'm like, why would they not snipe her right in the room? And instead, they snipe uh, uh, Shaw on oh. the street. Which, I've never heard a sniper rifle make such a loud noise in a show before, but okay. Gunshot sound. <laughs> it was so loud. And when she goes outside and he's, like, dying because he just got shot by a sniper, like, at close range, uh, no one's freaking out. Like, everyone on the street should be screaming, even though it's not super crowded. It should be at least some kind of reaction. No, everyone's just super chill about this sniper taking out a man in the broad daylight. And, uh... Uh, he dies. Now she's like, I'll never know where she is. And the the whole. Well, apparently, she sounds like Kermit the Frog. Frog. Yeah, yeah. Of course she does. And so. Or Ray uh, Romano. <laughs> Deborah. Uh, so <laughs> so they are they are they cut back to Whoopi because we need more doves and shit happening because this is Obviously. not much of a John Woo movie yet. This is the best uh, part of the uh, of the show. Uh, I know we're talking about guns. So I know that's only bullshit. the sniper rifle. Yes, and so Whoopi Goldberg decides to leave, essentially. 
And she first lets a dove out of her of her cage, which I guess is the more of that birdcage stuff, which is just so The birdcage. I wish this was a shot for shot remake of the birdcage. Hello, my lovely. Good God. But she lets the dove out the room, and it flies out of her window, like, da-da-da, it's free. And then she, like, takes, like, eight She minutes. says namaste to it, the bird, by the way. No, no, she really- I missed that. Oh, good Lord. You, what did you see in this episode, Mora? Uh, but so she she crosses the threshold holding a book, and I'm like, why is she taking one book? And we find out immediately she's ready to just throw it at Terry O'Quinn when she gets to the front door. Um, and the, she talks to herself when she gets to the main lobby, and she's like, it's a shame you're so evil. Oh my god. Yeah. So then she so she decides to uh, literally trade her, her Jane's life or Jane's memories for her life, hands the book over to Terry O'Quinn, who sees the, the right there in, again, very clear writing, Jane Van Veen, which is the, it's the guest book from the 20s, and he knows she went back to that exact date. I don't know why that's some big coup for him to know that. Is, is it... Why? Why does it matter? Because he's a history buff? He was, wa- <laughs> he was wanting to know what memories or whatever she was experiencing, and that, oh, wow. that, let, it's him like know, he's an interesting... that let him know where she was and what she was figuring out. But I, I just, of all the things for him to, like, really want to know, it just seems like he's, like, really into the 1920s. Like, it doesn't really factor into anything. If, if she had done I mean, well, spoiler, shit, well, spoiler alert, he's very invested in her because she's his daughter. Spoiler uh, alert. Was he the guy that hit the yeah. thing in the wall? That was him? Wait, who? No. Who, no. Who's the guy that hit the thing? Oh, who's, that was Jocelyn's dad. That's uh, Jocelyn's father. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, I have so many questions though, but I thought Jocelyn was her grandmother. Yes. So it's Jocelyn's son is him. No. What? My brain Isn't... Hurts. If that's her grandmother, he, he, it has to be he his fucked, mother. He, he fucked uh, Jane's mother. Like, he had, like, but her Jocelyn mother had an affair. Oh, she had an affair? But no, that's her. Is that the stepmother? You, you realize Jocelyn had a mother as well, right? Mm. <laughs> right, but and like, children. I don't know. And children that. too. <laughs> I don't get why you think that she's re- like Jocelyn's related to Satan because that's not the case. But J- oh my god! I, uh, <laughs> so Jocelyn's dad offered her as a sacrifice. Didn't go. Offered up Libby. Jocelyn still had parents, but that's not even important. Jocelyn. I thought Jocelyn's grew up. dad was that guy. That's what I was confused about. Okay, that wasn't her no. dad. Justin said it was that guy, but that's not important to this. I thought that was her grandmother, though. <laughs> I'm so confused. Jo- oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Jocelyn <laughs> is Jane's grandmother, okay? Because Jocelyn, as as many children do, grew up and had children. I know that Jocelyn's part, yeah. daughter is Jane's mother. Jane's mother fucked Satan, and that's how she had Jane. Okay, I get what you're saying, then. So... She's not really related to uh, Jocelyn is not related to Satan. Just Jane is. I gotcha. But through yes. marriage, I guess technically. Well, through through child, it's like a, a mother-in-law, whatever. Through a, through affair. So they're yeah, not related at all. At all, they're not related at all. They're just they're just uh, Jesus Christ. They're, they're related through having a child. They have. They're not. In they have something in common. They're not they have related. Something in common. This child. Oh I, my god. I, I, I quit the podcast after this episode. Fucking hate this show. But it's so obviously not as confusing as you're making it out to be. That's the thing. Oh, it's a little confusing, though. <laughs> it's, God. it's not. <sighs> it's just a family tree. It's literally just a family tree. <laughs> that Satan fucked his way into. Satan's a snake. 
Oh my god. So, so anyway, so they they don't get sniped. The dude gets sniped in the street. Well, that's not important because we're dogs. not done with Whoopi yet. Oh my god. Yeah, she wait, we're, the at, we're at Whoopi giving Terry the book and him seeing Good the name. God. Okay, yeah. And, and also, the lobby is so busy. Why is the lobby so busy? Is there like no doorman? I wish I'd li- written the line down, but what it, he, Whoopi says something about like the cost of the things we want and then like... Terry O'Quinn gives her oh, yeah. like, a knowing look, and then... Oh, here it is! There's a price to pay for what we want the most. Yes. And I marked the page for you. Oh, yeah, and then they and then... then they do a close-up on Terry O'Quinn's face, because that's what mystery it means. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And, uh, so that she walks out into the broad daylight, and I'm still waiting for her to get sniped, even. I'm like, something's gonna happen. But instead, she just, like, reaches her arms out... And burst I mean, the into- only person who got sniped was the one they said they were going to snipe. So That's I don't know true. why you're assuming everyone else is getting sniped, Laura. Thank you, Latoya. But she, it, just, it just seemed weird <laughs> that she walked out in the middle of broad daylight. I'm, like, furious with you right now, Laura. Latoya is the logical p- police in this episode, and I am the truth of shirt. <laughs> this episode. And I'm kind of milty. We all have our roles to play. Yeah, I'm uh, straight white cis male <laughs> consultant, aka the devil. Oh, AKA unnecessary. <laughs> AKA but, unallowed to talk about Vanessa Williams. But Ow. so, so Whoopi Goldberg bursts into a flock of doves just because she can. Bur- doves burst into birds. Yeah, it was. Really it was weird. phenomenal. That green screen sun. situation when she was it doing was it. It was phenomenal. So okay, so here's my question. Here's my question because I felt like it could have been read two ways. She's always had this weird bird transformation power, and she just does that. Or Terry Quinn like cursed her with. She's able to be free, but she could turn into I think birds. She- in order to I believe she did it in, like, on purpose, like, to be free, and, like, that's how she travels. She travels as birds, and then she, like, finds a place to be. Okay. Interesting. Should Whoopi Goldberg have her own spinoff series? I mean, she just yes. flies around different places. And, like, and Gets all- white girl who's stoned who's... on chamomile tea. That is the best magical ne- negro <laughs> plot I've ever heard. <laughs> it's literally just her as a bird all the time. Like, birds all the time, and you just have, like, 20 birds that all have Whoopi Goldberg's voice. <laughs> yeah, you sold me. I don't even know. You that. sold me. <laughs> we are Legion. Good Lord. We are Whoopi. <laughs> and nobody in the street of New- nobody in the streets of New York saw that, and then that was like, huh, that's weird. It was just kind of like another day. I really wish that <laughs> just... had been the end of the episode too. Just like yeah. cut to black, no explanation, nothing. Yeah, I more. thought it was. No, I, I, was. I believe it was. No, because, no, <laughs> I blacked out. Oh. <laughs> So you miss Gavin and Raul Esparza having a scene where Raul Esparza is surprisingly not upset that he just got, like, threatened with all these W-2s? Yes. Oh my god, the W-2s. I've never seen someone more furious about Raul W-2s. Raul Esparza has a lot of things coming up in in other series that are much more worrisome than W-2s. You wouldn't know from this show! It's, like, set on fire... He gets his shot, shot in the face. Oh. And so he, so he Poor basically. Raul. Well, first of all, he says like, um, to Terry Quinn, "I'm fine with the guy. Actually, I like the fact that he threatened." Yeah, he's, he's like, he's think that Dave Animal's like delightful after this. I'm like, bitch. And so they, they, he hands over these, this red folder full of the leaked information. He's like, "I don't know who did this, but I don't. I, I, he must have enemies." And then Terry Quinn's like, "Oh no, it's I have enemies. Killed. Henry doesn't have enemies." And. <laughs> And then I you're like, enemies, but a lot of enemies. <laughs> Jesus. And so he, he's like, I don't know who. They kept on saying Drake. <laughs> yes. Drake. They said Drake. Drake like I wish times, like, the, yes, the last thing you know, Aubrey Graham shows up. 
like, I think I'm gonna like it here. And that's... <laughs> so they, like, they were first and they renew it for season two, because, like, how can you not when Drake shows up after Drake? He's, he started at floor one. Ugh, I was gonna make oh, a joke. Ah, shit. He took my joke. Started on the bottom, bottom floor. Now I'm here. Yeah, that's that's too easy. It was, oh, I'll be so uh, good. Low hanging fruit. Yes, yeah, so low like hanging, low hanging Drake. Three minutes of we're coming home. Ooh, uh, so, I mean, whatever it takes, he knows so he can make it through. Uh, so um, they they uh, decide to basically co- like come clean about the fact that they think he'll be a good match. And I think the Terry Quinn bit, obviously, you know, he's like, who could have possibly leaked this? And he pulls out another red folder. It's like, duh, duh, duh. What? Only like, one person in all the city can use a red folder. <laughs> it's like such a ridiculous <laughs> red folder. It's, it's so like, cheap looking. Just get at Staples, motherfucker. Like, I know. Because it's evil. It's evil. It's an evil folder. <laughs> the way you said that is so real. Like, the way he just, it's just evil. Like, it has to be red. You do buy them in bulk. You gotta go to Costco. (laughs) I need 500 evil folders. You can find the best. You get the red folder, and then the next scene is Jane in a red towel. What? Red to red. How did we not figure out she's his daughter? And so she decides. And then, like, that Libby in the mirror, like, Oh, that made me so mad, because she's just, like, staring at herself in the mirror. And then decides to touch the mirror for no reason. Like, this seems weird. Oh. Time to touch a mirror. Like, ripples. Oh, it did ripple. Like, White okay. people always touching mirrors. Never touch a mirror that ripples. That is like literally I feel like some Nisi basic Nash shit. Needs to come in from Scream Queens and, and right. Ah, oh, maybe so mad. Or walking into ominous doorways. So, or that would make this show so much better if Nisi Nash was her character from Scream Queens. Well, pretty much any show could be improved by Nisi Nash's presence. In very true. Exactly. This is very true. Oh, yeah, so oh my God, Nisi Nash. Nisi Nash is Sasha. Da da da. Amazing. Well, this is the part that. Here's what actually the part that pissed me off about the scene is when Henry shows up and he's like, you okay? She's like, oh, I'm just talking to myself. It's like, bitch, you were just committed for being crazy. Don't say you're talking but to also, yourself. But also, Henry, like... mind your fucking business. She was in the bathroom. <laughs> she just got out the shower. And, like, she basically goes like, oh. And then she, and he come, he literally, like, she goes, oh. And he just opens the door instantly. I'm like, were you just, like, waiting outside the door with your ear she on the door the whole time? She could have been masturbating, Henry. You don't know. She could have Like an idiot, and then the mirror, of course. Libby, Libby shows grabs up, her, grabs her hand out the mirror, and just says, "Help, Help me. me!" Which is like, you she, already she already did. Her debt has been paid. All right, she went back in time and, and died as you. What more do you want, Libby? Calm down. To not die and be apparently. a mirror, apparently. But she's already dead. So what's the point? This is all stupid. And so instead, she just, instead of like actually like saying no, she says, "Henry walks in, just says, what are you doing?'" And she's like, oh, nothing, I'm just talking to myself, like, it's no big deal. And then Henry, Henry, like, just kind of lets it go. I'm like, well, you should probably press the subject if you're gonna be rude enough to interrupt her, her flicking the bee in the bathroom. But... <laughs> I mean, he's already, like, a blackmail with, with you, too, so it doesn't matter that his, like, his girlfriend's crazy and talking to herself in the bathroom. He's like, I don't care. I don't W2s, bitch. Yeah, and so, <laughs> oh my god. So, so after the mirror bit, oh my god, the mirror bit made me so mad. Um, they, uh, oh, good lord. After that, you basically see, like, okay. It's, it's borrow some... o'clock, right? Yeah. Oh, my god. I don't, <sighs> good lord. So, Henry, Henry, Henry. How does he go to meet her at that bar? I don't know. And, and Oqu- Quinn is, like, 
making these faces, like, this is why O'Quinn took this part, is because he wants to make devil faces all day long, because he didn't get enough of that on the <laughs> I mean, it's smart casting Terry yeah. O'Quinn as the devil, it he, just... He's really good at devil faces. It just didn't work out. It didn't. It, and Love he, a good and devil it, face. And it, his devil faces are best served, like, in the background of shots, and, like, lingering, like, woo, like, but he, here it's, like, frame, the only shot is just Terry O'Quinn, like, pushing on Terry O'Quinn, like, smirking, like, it becomes so much more, like, cheap kind of, like, one once upon a time style smirking instead of, like, actual Oof. ominous smirking. You know what I mean? It's like, like a revenge more... style smirking, basically. Exactly. Like, you want it to be a little more, like, when you smirk like that, I want to see you about to murder someone, not, you know, become an ice princess or something. I Just stupid. But so, instead, wow. like, well, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what that show's all about now, right? I don't know. But so, uh, uh, they, they decide to reveal the fact that Tessa Thompson is Sasha by interrupting her texting someone at a bar. Like, that was, like, something. Like, she's she's hunched over the bar. I think I upset right? he didn't, like, say, Daddy's home. That would have oh been great. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he just okay, goes, that. like... Uh, in, classic, <laughs> in classic Tara Quinn style, he's just like, Hello, Sasha. And then she's like, <laughs> That's it. That's Apparently, Carol Quinn is the voice of the scream guy, Ghostface. Yeah. Hello, Sasha. Hello, Sasha. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> Oh God! I would give anything for Nice the Rosemary's Baby. Oh, oh, the best oh, is the oh, angry one. No, it would be it would be uh, the Changeling uh, oh, from nineteen eighty-eight because he was in it. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Yes, and he and he just sort of like creeps up on her. She looks at him like, uh oh, and then that's it. But that's his daughter too, though, right? I guess maybe is it literally like his blood daughter yeah. or is it? So then I don't remember. The... I think so. But why? But why are the why the gas? Why he definitely is the one who raised her. He's definitely the one who raised her. But why all this? Wait, like, oh, so are her and Rachel technically sisters? Sisters? Yeah. Sister, sister. That's season two, right Give there. Give me that show about Rachel Taylor and Tessa Thompson is like devil offspring sisters, please. But instead, we just. And it's like Empire when they're trying to get their father, their Satan father's love. Oh my, oh my god! god. Yes. Why isn't that a thing? We need a third one, though. Who'd be the third one? Oh my god! Do we need god. a third one? I don't know. I don't know. It could just be Jesse Smollett. Hideous nerd Robert Buckley. Oh yeah, that'd also be pretty good too. Well, he is the other main character, even though he wasn't in the episode, right? So it would make sense that it could be. Which is very upsetting, honestly. It is. It really is. I don't know why he would be in fully, just not in, not even like a little bit, like scene, and then away. He's just not in it at all. Like that's crazy. But, I don't know, I guess. Who wants me to read how the series ended? I'm nervous, but Please. please do. Okay, so this is Lazarus Part 1, the series finale. Okay. Jane discovers more about her past from her father, Nate, who insists she must leave the Drake or end up dead like her mother. The Dorans later tell her that her mother drowned, not in a lake, but in a bathtub, in the Drake. <gasps> Nate attempts to take Jane from the Drake, but Gavin brings them to his apartment. He forces Nate to shoot Henry. With Henry dying and Nate fleeing, Jane appeals to Gavin for help, who decides to reveal that he is her real father, who had an affair with her mother before eventually drowning her. What? He offers to help, but remarks there is a price to pay. One year later... What? Well, sorry. One year later. <laughs> one, year, no. one year later. No, no, no. Go, go back to the original, please. Who's Nona? 
Who the fuck is Nona? Oh, Nona. Someone's great. Oh, Nona's the little girl. The little girl who directed her to Whoopi Goldberg. Nona oh. keeps the flame alive by holding on to the necklace and continuing to save stories related to the Drake. Henry has become a city councilor, and Jane, having accepted Gavin's offer to join him, has a new career and is happily married to Henry. Gavin and Jane discuss the real nature of their business and the Drake to, to fulfill people's needs for a short time in order to wield power and make the world as we want it, not as it's given to us. Gavin tells Jane she is destined to have a baby that will wield real power and will bring the world to he- to heal under his command. In closing, Jane tells Henry she's pregnant. So she's just like is totally into being, like, her Satan father's daughter, and, like... I'm into that, though. I'm into that. And she's like, hey, I'm gonna give birth to the Antichrist, NBD. That That should have been the first episode. This should be, like, how the pilot ends, yeah, like, her joining her devil dad, and, like, having the Antichrist like, boiling. Like, that's right, what I want to see. The second season of 666 <laughs> so, so it goes from Rosemary's Two. Baby to the fucking Omen. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's exactly And then that. Omen 3, oh, I assume. Oh, God, yes. The streets. Ugh. Omen 3. Yeah, back to, back the, to streets. the streets. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, my God, all day long. But, yeah, oh, like, imagine oh. this version of the show, and it's her and Tessa Thompson empiring it up, and it's, like, it's a great show. <laughs> It really was. And also Drake's there. It's like Drake is obviously there because he's it's at the Drake. That'd be amazing. Well, why are we not making this show, uh, Hollywood? Please, like, please. My stomach, my stomach just turned. Hashtag bring back six six six. You should, Park Avenue. Kyle, you should have some chamomile too. You know, it'll settle it down. You have this. I will. Have this chamomile tea with a little magical herb. You don't have to worry about me and tea and magical herbs. I got that shit on lock. Oh man. <laughs> By the way, I went to the six 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 Park Avenue Wikia uh, for like this episode, and it's like grossly like there's nothing there but i love the one comment which is someone from someone who doesn't understand how tv ratings and saving shows works because their comment is people just flip the tv on channel seven don't need to stay on it and watch it just flip yes because as we all know abc is always on channel seven no matter where you are oh god Guys, I'm gonna once we sign off this, I'm gonna go turn on channel seven and just let it be. <laughs> also, in the wiki, the wiki page for Jane, like no information about the character starts until this episode. It's like this is episode nine, and you didn't have any important information only, about like, the character until then. And four of them didn't even air. So what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, what garbage! All right, well that was six 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 Park Avenue, guys. Way to keep it spooky. Uh, so let's go sure, on to, sure to plugs. Michael, what's up with you? Um, not a lot. Um, as usual, you can follow me on Twitter as underscore seen on TV, where I use all caps to talk about actresses. <laughs> um, and then I'm also going to plug Vanessa Williams icon, her upcoming stint on The Good Wife, because Ves- Vanessa Williams deserves a plug. Oh, she does. <laughs> and Kyle, what's up with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KG Rhymes, uh, and you also can hear my uh, chamomile-infused in- commentary <laughs> on my podcast, The Beta Male Experience. Uh, you can say, hit us up on Twitter at BME Podcast. Awesome. And how about you, Latoya? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be re-watching the series anytime soon, but I definitely suggest that you watch it on Netflix more so you can actually see what's going on in the show. I don't I know. I had a that. good time watching it in the dark. It was pretty spooky. <laughs> Did you? You seem miserable. <laughs> Even when yeah. you were wrong about everything. Yeah, uh, let's see. I guess I also want to plug Charlie's Angels 2011. Again, Rachel Taylor is phenomenal there. 
please. And also, if you want to just, like, get drunk and, like, mock Minka Kelly, like, there you go. There's your reason. That's my favorite hobby, actually. <laughs> awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I, right now I'm rewatching Friday Night Lights, so I don't need to watch Charlie's Angels to do that. But, mm. yeah, for some of you, you just watch Charlie's Angels instead. And also, you, 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 I know, Michael, you would en- just enjoy Rachel Taylor on that show. I, I know you would. Oh, God. Uh, let's see. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I guess I want to plug Point Pleasant, which is, like, a better version of the show, I guess, in a lot of ways. Uh, what else really can I plug? It, I heard good things. I guess I'll plug Jessica Jones, because Rachel Taylor's going to be on that show, so... Oh, my God, I can't be better. wait for Jessica Jones. Uh, I'm not done! All right. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna plug iZombie, because hideous nerd Robert Buckley's on that show. Oh, damn, Terry O'Quinn! I would also like to plug myself. I'm oh, on Twitter, man. at LaFergs. Took me, like, six shows to get to plugging myself, so. <laughs> Alright, and as always, I am at Mara E on Twitter. Um, this week, we've all already premiered, but speaking of iZombie, I'll be recapping that for the Televixen, and um, soon enough, Supergirl. Uh, so stay tuned for those. Uh, most happy Halloween as well. Next week's episode of this show will be Stalker, season one, episode yes. five, The Haunting. Oh, <laughs> you let Latoya convince you to do that. It's gonna be good. <laughs> so, uh, tune in for that. It's gonna be amazing. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at the Televoy. You can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes, and email us at thetelevoid at gmail.com. Uh, and like us on Facebook if you get a chance, too. Um, thanks again for wandering into the Televoid, guys. See you next week. Bye bye. It's not going to get me stoned, is it?